us to go to the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, verse 1 to 3. Wish y'all all a great Thanksgiving with the Lord with you. Amen. Appreciate what Brother Don was saying today. I tell you, God's alive, and he's not on vacation. And he, he, he's a working every day and every night. He's working. Praise God. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 to 3. Okay. They've got it up there. God who at various times and various ways spoke in time to pass to the fathers by the prophets. Okay. Verse 2. Has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. And through him also he made the worlds. Okay? Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholdeth all things by the word of his power when he had himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high excuse me <clears throat> we're going to title it this morning God hath spoken he's not necessarily speaking through prophets today he does but he's given a specific answer here in these last days and we are in the last days God is speaking through his son to individuals and to the church. So he's speaking wonderful things to us, dynamic things. He's speaking every day, every day. He's not silent. He's speaking. This atmosphere is filled with his spoken word. We must have an ear to hear what God is saying and not be so involved, but be involved in Christ. Speaking is a vehicle of fellowship. Without no speaking, there is no fellowship. When God created Adam and Eve, he had fellowship by speaking and walking with them in the cool of the day and talking. If you're going to have fellowship with people, you have to do what? Speak. You can't have fellowship without speaking. So God, you can't have fellowship without God without communion with God. Speaking to him and him speaking to you. That's what fellowship is. It is through God speaking through his son, Jesus. He reveals his glory to us. We read there, he's the brightness of the glory of God. Even David prayed, show me your glory. Even Moses prayed, for the glory of God. God today is showing his glory and his power to individuals and to the church. Rhonda Mollum shared a story with me the other day, and I believe it's for the whole church and this whole church of the living God. She wakes up early in the morning. She gets up and wraps herself and goes outside. It was cold. And the wind was blowing, and God gave her a vision. And this wind was blowing away all the chaff 
from the church. And she went inside and looked up, see what that meant, word chaff. Anything is useless in your life. God wants to blow it away. He's speaking to the church today. Someone that had never been here before a few weeks ago saw an angel over Holly as she was singing. You say, what's that mean? God is saying to us, I am present in your presence. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. God is speaking in different ways through his son to you and to me. Seven times in the book of Revelation, he spoke to the church and said, he that have ear to hear, let him hear what I'm saying. How many of you want to hear what God is saying? He wants to say some things to us. His brother Don very well exhibited this morning how God is speaking to other people. The Son of God is a mediator of a better covenant. The Queen of the South traveled 1,200 miles on a camel going to see the glory of Solomon. And when she saw it, the Bible said there was no more spirit left in her. In other words, she fainted because of the glory of God that was on Solomon and all of the praise and worship to him. Can you imagine riding a camel 1,200 miles to see one man and see all what God was doing? After I got the Holy Ghost, I went and talked to one of our neighbors. He was old enough to be my granddaddy. And I began to talk to him. And this is what he told me. He said, you can't tell me nothing about the Holy Ghost. And you can't tell me anything about water baptism in Jesus' name. He said, I'm a free Methodist. He said, I've been baptized in Jesus' name and I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. He said, I've seen people go home in a wagon in a trance for three days under the influence of the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to know that God is still living and God is still alive. He's still working mightily. He has wonderful, mighty things to show us. In Andrew Murray's little book, Surrender, he said, we know very little about God because we have never surrendered ourselves totally, completely to the will of God. You got to see God in everything. When Joseph was in prison, he'd been lied on. His father didn't believe in him and the visions. I mean, you know, people really won't believe in your vision if it's very large. His father didn't believe in his vision. Joseph's brothers didn't believe in the vision. They even sold him because they didn't believe in it. But he said, and the Lord was with me. We must learn to see God is with us in everything. How many right now you see God with you in everything in your life? Jesus saw God with him in the garden of Gethsemane. Sweats of great drops of blood pouring out of him. He saw God was with him. When David left the throne where he would not have to fight his own son Absalom, and a man cursed him and threw dirt and rocks on him. And one of his mighty men of value said, you'll give me the word, I'll go out and cut his dog's head off. David said, no, leave him alone. It could be that God sent him down and to curse me. What he's seeing, God, in everything in his life. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is here this morning in a mighty way. In a mighty way, the presence of God is here. And there's someone here greater than ever was with Solomon. In all of his glory, he is not arrayed 
like the Son of God, of Jesus Christ. The Queen of the South brought stuff to Solomon, and the Bible said, and all over the world, Brother Mellon brought things to him, brought things to him. And the songs of Solomon is mostly about the bride and the bridegroom. And there's one chapter in there about Egypt breeding white horses and bringing them and giving them to Solomon. They was trained solely to pull the chariot that pulled the king. When um, Charleston Heston made the movie had been heard, they put him in the chariot race, pulled by four white horses. And he said, I don't know nothing about driving the chariot with four horses. And they said, you just get in there and get a hold of the reins that the horses will do the job. They are trained and know what to do. You say, what's that got to do with the bride? He's talking about the bride that God is coming back after. We're pure white by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're born on this world for one purpose, and that's to carry Jesus Christ alive and vibrant in our life through the son that God has given us. I read the other day, the guy said, the Bible said, don't put your light under a bushel. Is that right? He said, it'll either do two things. Your light will either go out in the trials and the test of life, or the light will be so strong it'll burn up the basket. How many want to be so strong and full of so fear to the power of God when the trials and the temptation comes in our lives, it burns up what's coming against us. Hallelujah. He baptized us with the Holy Ghost and fire. John the Baptist said, I'd only baptize under repentance, but there's a woman coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. The Son has come, and God speaks through the Son today. The knowledge of the sound of God and the seeking the truth of God is spoken through the Son of Christian life. Jesus' words are spirit and they are life. He said, the words I speak unto you are spirit. When a man can speak to you, he just speaks to your passion. He speaks to your feeling. No man can speak to your heart unless it's the spirit of God in it and anointing. And the only way God speaks to our heart is through our, his son, through the spirit and through the word. In Acts 2, when Peter spoke to them, they said they was cut in their heart when Peter spoke the word. He spoke the word. The Spirit of God took the sword and placed it into his heart. And their hearts cried out. I like that, Brother Don, crying out, laying in the floor until you get the answer. Jeremiah said, don't give me no rest. Command my hand, and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know when we cry out to God and the blessings of God. And Jeremiah 29 said, this what God gives us, it is as a burning fire and is shut up in my bones. The word bones there means strength. Can I ask you a question right now? How many of us need strength in our lives? Could I have an amen? Then we have to have the fire of God in our lives. Jeremiah said, it's fire in my life that's keeping me alive. We used to sing that song. It's the Holy Ghost. And five that's doing what? Keeping me alive. That's what Jeremiah said. It's shut up in me. The strength that I have and the strength. Glory to God. I'm going to slow down a little bit. They put him in a pit. The web up to here in mud. Going to kill him. But the presence of God was with him and gave him strength. How many of you know that in your troublous time, 
When the Spirit of God is inside you, you shall rise up again. Because the Son is speaking unto us today. He's always speaking, it says. Mark 9 and 7 said, A voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. Three times you find in the four Gospels where God spoke and said, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. I want to challenge you to morning. Hear God more than you hear in the things of this world. You hear the things of this world, you're going to be discouraged, you're going to be disappointed, and probably your blood pressure is going to go up. God is still speaking through his son. His son has words of life, of eternal life, just speaking through us. The wonderful blessings of God. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm here this morning. Praise God and the wonderful blessings of God and feeling it. Here the one who has all power in heaven and earth. When Jesus rose from the grave and sent it back to heaven and sat down on the throne at the right hand of the Father, he wants to come in my life. He wants to come in your life. He wants to sit on the throne of your life and my life, and he wants to rule our life. Amen? He wants to rule our lives. But the problem we have a lot of time, we want to rule our lives instead of letting him rule our lives. Every gift you had, if it's a natural gift, you got it from God. I used to work for Ken and Keith's daddy with the highway department and then worked on on the side, just all sorts of jobs. And he told me one time, he said, if any man's smart enough to build it, I can fix it. He said, ain't nothing I can't fix. He had that attitude. Listen Every, hallelujah, natural talent you have come from God. It come from God. Every perfect gift comes from God. Every spiritual talent you have, you received, you received it from God. This praise and worship team could be the best in the world or is the best in the world. You don't have to have 25 or 35 people in the choir or in the orchestra to have anointed service church. All you need is the presence of God from the Son, and you could have a wonderful praise in your life. Amen. The Bible said, let everything have breath. Praise you, the Lord. Praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. It is the heart of God to sit on everyone's throne in their life, to sit on our throne of our life. It is God's will that Jesus sits on the throne. If you're looking for power, go to Jesus. He has all power in heaven and earth. When I first got in the church, I used to have fellowship meetings. I was at one one time, and, and, um, and I'm not sure I'm for testimony services because I've seen one get up and testify and kill the whole service. This person got up and said, oh, said the devil, give me a package so big today I couldn't handle it. I just got the Holy Ghost. I wonder what in the world you accepted for. I didn't know none of the Bible. I was so ignorant. Y'all don't realize how ignorant I was when I got the Holy Ghost. I was ignorant, and I thought to myself, well, why would you accept it? The Bible said, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. The same power that Jesus spoke to legions of angels said, go, has been given to us through the Son. Amen? We have the power to speak things, and they have to flee. They have to flee when we speak. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Jesus never spoke a word of himself. He said, every word that I speak to you came from my Father. 
And then he said, you can't make a hair black or white. If I could, next time y'all see me, I would look different. But he said, you can't do it. He said, you can't make a tree. You can't do anything. How many know you can't do anything without God? You can't do your natural gifts without God. You can't do your spiritual gifts without God. When we learn to depend on God and nothing but God, we'll see a great change in our personal life. When God is in charge, amen? Praise God. And I know we're in a chaos in this world, but I tell you, God is still on the throne and the sun is still alive and one split second it can change. It can change. Some say, well, it can change overnight. No, it can change just that quick. It can change quicker than that. The life that you have can change. Praise God. Jesus says, the words I speak of, of the Father that abideth in me. God asked Moses one time, said, how long will you continue to go around this mountain? Why don't you come out and go north? That means go toward the presence of God. How long have we walked around and around and around and around? How many believe it's time to come out and go a different direction and have the presence of God, Jesus Christ, in our lives, the wonderful things of God? Jesus' is blood that cleanses us from all of our sins. How many believe that? He makes your sins as white as snow. And the book of Revelation said, Brother Don mentioned this morning, and that's in the book of Revelation, he washed you in his blood. How many know that why every firstborn in Egypt died, the firstborn of every family, the firstborn of every calf, firstborn of every animal died in Egypt? Why? Because there was no lamb slain in Egypt for them. The lamb was only slain in Israel. And when that lamb has been slain, Jesus Christ for all mankind, that's me. One time we were Gentile. God didn't have nothing to do with us. But he come to us today in such blessings through his son. Jesus' blood cleanses us from all of our sin. And his stripes does what? heals all of us. He heals us. He supplies all of your what? Needs according to what? His riches in glory. He makes us rich in everything. I look over this congregation tonight and I would probably, this morning I'd probably probably say that all of us are rich in the natural. You say, well, I'm not rich. If you had food to eat today, you're rich. If you had a bed to lay in, you're rich. If you had a home to lay in, you're rich. And the most important thing is to be rich in the spirit and be rich toward God and have the wonderful blessings of God and the things of God. God have done wonders, the Bible said in Acts 13 at Antioch. He had given them riches and enlarged their blessings. When the Lord asks you to give something up, the first thing the devil tells you, you better not do that. It, you know, you'll wind up in poverty. You can never ever give what? God. When God called Abraham to leave Macedonia and leave his idols and leave his family, 
It's a hard thing to leave your family. That's a difficult thing to do. He got up immediately and left. And wasn't long, there was an argument between his nephew, herdsman, and Abraham's herdsman. And Abraham went to him and said, this is not right. You're going to have to leave. Because if there's an argument among these herdsmen, it won't be long between me and you, and we'll be arguing. So Lot left. That was another hard thing for him to do. That was his last kindred that he had to send away. But soon as he sent them away, God blessed him abundantly more. Every time we give up something for God, the devil said, oh, you better not do that. You'll get something more. God never asks you to give up something. He don't replace you with something greater. Disciples said, we've left everything for you. What are we going to get? He said, eternal life first. And then you're going to get 100% in houses and everything in this earth because what you have done for me, I am going to reward you in this life. Whatever you do for God, you'll be rewarded in this life, plus you're going to have eternal life. You can't outgive God. The book of Acts, I believe the fourth chapter, said they went and sold their land and their possessions and there was no like in the church because they gave willing spirit unto God. And the Lord's blessing just fell on them. I don't know about you, but I feel the Lord blessing on me every day. How blessed we are. Praise God. And the wonderful things of God being blessed. Amen. We're here like those white horses were sent to Solomon. They were trained. They only trained for one thing. And that was to pull the chariot that Solomon rode in. This world may be against us, but God is for us. And if God is for us, God can take the possessions of this world and give them to us. That's scripture. And that's what was coming to Solomon. All over the world, they were bringing shiploads of silver and gold Everything just you couldn't imagine to Solomon and what God is having blessed us so much with things that we don't ever realize. How many believe we ought to count our blessings? Every day you ought to count your blessings. I believe we're going to see a release of things from the wicked world under the church like we've never seen before fulfilling the scripture. Because it's God that gives you power to get well. It's God that's giving you things to do things. He's not just putting those scriptures in there just to put them in there. He put them, it's like LaRue said, did he ought one Sunday morning? I don't know how many of us is fed on that. She said, did y'all know that God has written some new scriptures in this book? Said, I know they're new, they've never been there before because I read this book many times and they wasn't there then, but they were there this morning. God is revealing things to us we have never known before. It's already been there, but God is revealing it because he's revealing it through his son. We have today what we have through the Son of Jesus Christ. How much praise ought to give to him for what he's done for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1 and 2 said, And God has spoken to all of us in his Son, whom he have appointed heir of all things, and through him he made all the worlds. Isaiah said this in 14, 24. The Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts, surely as I have thought, so shall it be. 
God said, as I thought, so shall it be. It come to pass as I have purposed. And the Bible says that God can't even look on evil. He's so holy, he can't even look on evil. He's just so holy, he can't look on evil. And then he says, I know my thoughts towards you. My eyes run to and fro to be strong on your behalf. How many believe this morning God is thinking good thoughts towards you? He can't think no evil. He don't think no bad things about you. And he says right here, as I have thought toward you, Brother Melvin, it shall come to pass. Brother Melvin told me this morning, I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing better. I said, I'm doing good. I tell you, if you seen him here a few months ago, you wouldn't have think that would be him sitting there. I told him the other morning, I said, you look like a new, fresh man when you walk through that door. Amen. And he told me this morning, said, I'm doing better, right? And he said, I'm going to get better. He said, my voice is not better yet, but it's going to get better. How I many know if you want to get better, you got to talk better? If you want, you got to, as a man, glory to God. As a man thinketh, that's the word of God, and the word of God cannot change. As a man thinketh, so is he. We are a product of what we think. If we want to change things, we've got to start thinking different. And God says, I know the thought, Brother Melvin, I'm thinking towards you. I'm thinking health. I'm thinking good. I'm thinking the blessings of God on you. And he said, I purposed it, and it shall come to pass. How many believe what God has thought to you is good thing? Blessings that he had. The abundance of heaven opened unto you. Read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. I never read past verse 15. I don't. I quit at verse 14. Anybody know why? But verse 15 on the rest of the chapter is cursing. I don't want no cursing. I want the blessing. And the Bible said that the blessings are chase after you, catch you, jump on you, and run you down and bless you because of what the Son has done in our life. We not only need to thank what Jesus has done, but there ought to be a praise in our life, thanking Jesus what he's going to do or is doing today. Amen? You're blessed today to be able to be here in the house of God. You're going to see this place full of people in the power of the Holy Ghost before he comes back. It's his plan. We go through trials and tests and these things. Whom he've appointed heir of all things. When he went back to heaven, the Father gave him all things. Whatever you need, the Father has given to him. Is that right? He said he's given him all things. And then he goes on to say, what is mine is what? What belongs to Jesus belongs to who? The Holy Ghost belongs to who? Health belongs to who? Finances belong to who? Belong to you. Because God, you're his children. You're his heir. You're his joint heir. And the Bible says we are kings and priests under God. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We might look at one another. You might look at yourself in the mirror and say, well, I'm not fearfully and wonderfully made. You're looking at the natural. You need to look what's on the inside. A new birth, born again. Old man passed away. A new man has come in. That's who we need to look at, praise God. It's not what we are on the outside, but it's what we are on the inside and what God has and is doing for us. How many is expecting greater things in your life? Amen. Peggy, what's the Bolsher City Baptist 
preacher preached this morning. He preached on Caleb, 85 years of age. Well, I'm 84 today. Amen. I was talking to a person the other day. She said, don't say that. Say, you be telling my age. I said, I'm proud of my age. I'm glad I'm still here. I'm glad I'm still here. Wrinkles and all, bald-headed and all. I'm glad I'm still here. Caleb said, the Lord has kept me alive for this day and this time. The Lord has kept me alive. So there's giants in that land. He was the only one of one or two that said that we can take the giants. Can I have an amen that we can take the giants of this world, that God has kept us alive for this day, this hour, and this time to keep us alive. We are alive. Hallelujah. 105 year old woman made the national news the other day. She run in a marathon. Can you imagine that? 105 running in a marathon. God has kept us here to, to take this land back through his son and through the blessings of God that's put upon us in abundantly. Hallelujah. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision when it come to me. Jesus, is, it says he outshines of God's glory. Now, that's what Hebrews says. He outshines of the God's glory. Because what he did, when John the Revelator saw him, and the Bible, I won't turn and read there, but John the Revelator said, I heard a voice. And when I turned to look to see the voice, he said, I saw Jesus. And there he was in all of his splendor and all of his glory. And said, I fell like a dead man. Listen, how I many believe that God's got that glory inside you? More and more I live and more and more I read and study that word of God. The only thing we get from God is by faith. You can't get it by prayer. Prayer is most important. You got to pray, but you're going to have to have some faith. I challenge you, how many times you read the word of God and notice how many times it mentions in there by faith, by faith, by faith. You, you, you get it by faith. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. How many believe you're fearfully and wonderfully made? You, you really believe that? You believe it by faith. You believe it by faith. I'm free of sin. Brother Ken, I agree with you. Things we think and say sometimes we don't think it means anything, but it offends God. God was talking to Samuel one day, and he said, you offend me. You sin against me when you don't pray for the sinners. When we're not in prayer praying for sinners, we offend God. Because we've been called to pray for sinners and by faith. And God has spoken through his son today. He's speaking through his son today. Jesus is the outshining glory of God and the express image of his substance. The substance there means strength. What happens when you get the Holy Ghost? Power. Everybody ought to say power. I'm telling you, you get power. Many years ago, Greg, I forgot his last name. He was a racetrack driver. He loved power of car, big love, Greg, big love. And they had him advertising lava soap. 
He washed his hands and how it got all that grease off. He got in that car and he put that thing in gear and he took off and said, when I talk power, I mean power. Listen, when you get the Holy Ghost, you get power. You don't just speak in tongues, you get power. Tongues are part of it, but the Holy Ghost is what can tell you've been with God because you got power in your life. What is that power for? To resist all the fiery darts of the wicked. Some people ask me sometimes, well, how long are we going to have to fight this until you die? You said, how you know that, Brother Billy? Because Apostle Paul said, I fought a good fight. I don't know about you, but that tells me something. I'm going to have to fight, Brother Sister Jody, I'm going to have to fight until I die. He said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. Listen, it's the fighting and keeping the faith that makes us winners, makes us conquerors. You want to say something? I thought you did. Okay. Amen. I'll give you a chance. The Bible said, who... He is, has outshined the divine glory of God, shineth into every man's heart that will accept Christ. That's what he's teaching there in Hebrews. We're going to see things we ain't never seen before. I'm not just saying that, just say it. I feel it in my spirit. I feel God working and hearing people talk. I feel it in the Sunday school class. I feel a change. Amen. Amen. How many feeling a change in this world? You say, well, I see it changing on the news. I'm not talking about what's changing on the news. I'm talking about what's changing. Sister Angie Teal, I'm impressed with her answers in the Sunday and Wednesday night. It's impressive. I'm, I'm impressed with the things she says. You can tell that she's been walking with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is the substance. In other words, he is the strength that Christ has given us, and he's given it to us through the Son. Through the Son. How wonderful the Son is to us. I think about something Brother Plum said long, many years ago. I'm so glad that God has let me in on this. I'm glad that you're glad that God let you in on this wonderful blessing that he has for us. Praise God. He that have ear to hear, let him hear. Luke records three times in the book of Acts, about the Apostle Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus in a bright light brighter than the noonday sun, shining bright, as it said there, the shining glory of the Lord in a voice from heaven said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he fell to the ground and he fell blind. And he said, I was not disobedient to that. I was not disobedient to that heavenly calling that called on me. There's nothing like having the sun in our life and hearing the voice of God. When we get to heaven, there's not going to be no moon, and there's not going to be no sun, and not going to be no stars, and not going to be no uh, buoy cast or electrical power company or this big power company I understand over at Mount Pleasant is one that carries power all the way to Houston. It's not going to be none of that. Jesus is the light. Amen? That's what the Scripture said. He's going to be the light. And if he's that then, what he could be us to now inside of us? He is the light of the world inside of us. So if somebody puts a bushel over your candle, what are you going to do? 
What are you going to do? Don't let the bushel snuff out your candle. Let the candle burn up your problems and your troubles. What a wonderful God we have and the pleasures of God and blessings of God. Hebrews 1 and 3 says, Jesus is the outshining of God's glory. Now, how could he be the outshining of God's glory? That's what the scripture says. He outshines the glory of God. It pleased the Father that the fullness dwell where? It pleased God that the fullness that he was would dwell where? In Jesus. And in Jesus is pleased that the fullness that he had, you, you find this in uh, John 17, Jesus said, The glory that I had with the Father before the world began, I give unto you. And the devil and our flesh makes us feel like we can't have that. But he's a liar and he's a father of all lies. We're blessed in everything we do. Praise God. Amen. Sister Emily was telling me the other day about her two boys and, and uh, the oldest one said he can get stung by an ant and he thinks he broke his arm. Said he just carries on like his arm was broke. So the other day, said Luke was in the kitchen. He touched the stove and it was hot and said he touched it and he jerked his hand back and said didn't say a word, just went on about his business. I mean, you know, except you become as little children, you can't be in the kingdom of God. When we get burnt sometime, we just got to pull back a little bit and, and don't act like we're going to die. How I many know you're going to recover? It may not seem like it right then you're going to recover, but you're going to recover. Amen? You, you, you're going to recover. Praise God. Praise God. He outshines. He outshines the divine glory. He shines into our hearts. That's why he came. That's why he died on the cross. That's why he rose from the grave, that he could bring this outshining glory into our hearts and live in our heart. And that same power that raised him out of the grave, one of these days, those that died with that glory and the power and the spirit, they're going to come out of that grave. And we're going to be caught up with them. Peggy said she don't like the idea of them throwing dirt in her face. She's going to stay here until Jesus comes. That's a good thought, isn't it? A good thought. Praise God. It is a thought as through the Son, the living and the mighty and divine blessings come through us. What God spoke will come through his Son. Three times in the full gospel, he said, Here, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. When you hear him and what he says. We count upon Jesus for everything. I want to encourage us to start walking in the supernatural work of God the supernatural power of God, the supernatural blessings of God, the glory that he's given us, and the wonderful things that's going to happen to us today. Jesus is alive. I appreciate Sister Rhonda sharing that vision with her and about the man seeing the angel on Holland. I believe God is showing us that I'm present with you. Where you are, I'm there. 
You can depend on me. He's blessing us in everything we do. He's blessing us. And he outshines them all. And Solomon in all of his glory and all them white horses and all the splendor that he had and all the prompt that he had cannot be compared to what the Son has done and is doing in us. Verse 3 also, it says, Jesus had made purification. In other words, the effectiveness of the cleansing of all of our sins. I'm going to close and let you go home. I remember something, a message Brother Mark Hanby preached back in the 60s. He said a lady came and asked for prayer. He said, I want you to pray for me. He said, many years ago, I took money out of the offering plate. Said I was a widow, couldn't feed my children. When the offering plate come by, I took money out of it. But later on, the thing got better. I put the money back. And said I've been asking all these years for the Lord to forgive me. God does not want us to do penance, repent. And after Brother Hanby prayed for her, the next morning she got up. What did she pray? God, forgive me for taking that money out of the offering plate. I want you to forgive me. And then she heard an audible voice speak to her when she said that and called her name, said, what sin are you talking about? A lot of times we're repenting over things over and over and over when God has already said it's under the blood. It's white as snow. I've cleansed it. She lived all those years under that guilt. When God heard her the first time, she prayed. But by faith, she could not accept that she was forgiven. So when you ask forgiveness, and the glory of God in Christ Jesus speaks to you through his Son, outshines them all, he's made your sins as white as snow. And you're forgiven. So go home forgiven. Repent. When you do something wrong, and the blessings of God will be upon abundantly. Okay, would you stand, please? 